Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady. I'm America's number one small business expert. And it is my pleasure to welcome you to Small Biz Chat. And we have an amazing show for you. You know, we started Small Biz Chat because my mission is to end small business failure. And everything we do is in support of that. So with that, let me tell you a little bit about tonight's guest, sales expert, Alice Hyman, and she is going to talk to you about how to organize your sales process and how to hire a great salesperson. So I don't want to keep you guys waiting any longer. I would like to introduce, and let me tell you something, this lady, I've known her for years. She is a good friend of mine, and she was gracious enough to come and hang out with us tonight. Her name is Alice Hyman, and Alice has been helping companies increase their sales for nearly 20 years. She's based in Reno, Nevada, and her firm specializes in the complex sale and helping people strategize um, with their sales teams to help your, you know, the thing about it is you can't just hire salespeople. You got to train salespeople. So Alice specializes in that. She helps people find new business and grow business within existing accounts. Now, here's the secret, guys. Most of Alice's clients can claim that they've had more than a 30% increase in sales after they work with her. So she's the lady that I call when I need help with sales in my organization. And I am so excited to have her here with us tonight. Alice, I appreciate your sales leadership advice. Welcome to Small Biz Chat Live. Well, it's wonderful to be here. I'm really excited to talk with everybody who's listening about how they can build their sales organization and grow their sales. Absolutely. So let's not even let people wait any longer. I want to know first thing, why is generating consistent sales so tough for small business owners? Right. That, I mean, gosh, every business owner I talk to wants to know the answer to that question. And I think truly the main reason is because a business owner has so many things on their mind. They have so many hats to wear. They're busy managing people and managing inventory or developing products or running, you know, a a location of some type. And even though sales is important and they know that, they're just so busy and they don't carve out the time to sell. And so it gets put on the back burner. Well, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Oh gosh, I didn't sell this week, right? There wasn't enough selling time. And unless you're in a retail spot where people are walking into you, you know, selling is a lot of work and you've got to make sure you've got time on your calendar to do it. But there's another reason, Melinda, that some of us really have a tough time. And it's because as a business owner, we never really thought about the sales aspect. We never thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to start a business and then I, I, me, I'm going to have to sell. And you know what? Some people don't want to be in sales. They don't like sales. They're afraid of it. They think it's yucky. It's icky. 
they don't want to do it. So that coupled with all the other things they have to do, if on top of it, they don't like selling, they're, it's, they're going to procrastinate and they're not going to do it. And then they find themselves in a terrible position because they just don't have the sales they need to give them the cash flow to run their business. That's a very common problem. But it, when I think about small business and sales, it, to me, it seems like it starts with a goal, right? You know, I want to <laughs> understand how and when should a small business owner develop their sales goals? Yeah, that should be before you ever open your doors. Okay. You've got to understand what your market is and what piece of that market your business can get. And if you know, what your average sales going to be, whether it's business to business or business to consumer, you have to understand that this is the market. I feel like I can get 10% of that market because I've done my homework. I've done my market research. And if my average sale price is X, then I know exactly how many sales I have to make, right? So I set that goal. Now, in the beginning, of course, we want to have these great big goals that we're going to make, but let's be reasonable. With the resources that we have, what would be reasonable? The problem is that starting a business costs money. It takes a lot of time, and we want the money to come through the door fast, but it doesn't. So we have to have enough cash in the bank to float us while we are getting our name out there, building our brand and letting people know about our products and services so that they can start to come and talk to us and we can have conversations so that we can sell to them. It takes time, but that goal has to be set before you open those doors, whether it's an online business, brick and mortar, business to business, business to consumer, it doesn't matter. Get those goals set before you start. And I love talking about sales goals because, you know, all the time, small businesses are like, oh, yeah, we're going to make $1.8 million in revenue this year. And I'm like, listen, I don't care about how much you're going to make this year. I want to know how much you got to make this week. Because if we know how much you got to make this week, we know how much you got to make this month. And it's not this pie in the sky, oh, something I can worry about tomorrow kind of number. It's like, no, we got to make $50,000 this week. Right. What and you got you've got to break it down, Linda. Yeah, you are a hundred percent right. So whatever your goal is, hopefully it's based on reality so that you can make right. your goal. But break it down into small chunks, especially if you already have a sales team or if there's others in your company that are to be helping you sell. It's too enormous for them to try to go for that gigantic goal you've set. We got to do it by the hour, by the day, by the week by the month, by the year, right? Because yeah. if I know that I need $500 an hour to make my daily goal, you know, I can see, oh, I didn't make $500 this hour. So now I'm going to have to catch up, right? And I think this is a huge mistake so many companies make. They think, well, you know, it cost me $750 a day to keep the doors open, or it cost me $5,000 a day to keep the doors open, depending on what size business. Well, I didn't make $5,000 a day. I'll make it up through the rest of the week. Well, then what happens tomorrow? Then you only made 2,500. Now you've got 5,000 plus 2,500 you got to make up. Now the third day comes, the fourth day comes. And in a very short time, they are behind. They're digging into their credit line. They're panicking. They don't have cash flow. And I'll tell you what, none of us are at our best when we are panicking. 
right? I mean, holy cow, we cannot be in panic mode. So number one, make sure your business is funded well enough for you to open the doors and to withstand some time before that cash flow comes in. But number two, you have got to break those goals down to the smallest part so that everybody understands. The end of the day came and we didn't hit that number. So we need a plan to make that up this week. What are we going to do? Absolutely. Because if you don't work, you do not eat. And that is just how it is. Are you tired of struggling in your business? Not taking a paycheck? Dreading dealing with your business in the morning? Are you regretting even starting your business in the first place? Well, I know you're tired, and I also remember what that kind of tired is like. But the good news is, it's time to stop feeling that way. Stop! I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and my new book, Fix Your Business, is a 90-day turnaround plan to get back your life and reduce chaos in your business. I've been in business nearly 20 years, and let me teach you how to build a business that works for you. Grab a copy today. Now, yes. listen, let's switch gears a little bit. I want to talk to you about generating leads because yes. lead gen seems to be where the trouble starts. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about how it, what are the best ways to generate leads for a small business? Yeah, this is something that you need to become expert at if you are going to be in business. And if you are not expert at it, you better find an expert and you better have a budget to pay them. The, the issue comes when we have a couple of interested businesses, just two or three, and they're not really ready yet, but we've got to make our number. And they're the only three deals we've got. So we're forcing that issue and then freaking out when we don't get their business. We have got to stay out of that trap. Now you have two guests coming on a little bit later that are going to talk about some ways to use social media and video and things to help generate leads. But let me give you some really basic and easy ways to generate leads that anyone can do. Again, I specialize in business to business complex sale, but these things work for business to consumer. They work for retail. They work for business to business that isn't a complex sale. These things work. Okay. So now number one, you have got to tell your friends and family that you are in business. And this seems like a no brainer, right? Melinda, <laughs> tell your friends and family, please tell your friends and family, but you would not believe how many people don't do it. And if they do it, they do it one time, maybe during the launch. And that's just not enough. You have to remind your friends and family over and over again that you're in business and that you would love to have them help you in whatever way they can. I mean, this is pretty simple, but it doesn't happen. So please tell your friends and family that you're in business. Make sure they understand what you do in the simplest terms. Make sure they can repeat it to other people and make sure they are out there being a walk-in advertisement for you. Make sure they have business cards in your wallet. Belinda, I bet your mom has your business cards in her wallet. My mom carries my books in her purse, Alice. It's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, I love it. Anybody that will talk to her. <laughs> right? Right. So that's what we have to do, though. We have to get our family to do that. They love us. Of course, they're going to help us, right? So that's A number one. If you're not doing that, you are missing a lot of business, okay? Number two, you have got to get out and network. 
People need to see your face. This has been the truth since the dawn of time. People want to know you, like you, and trust you before they buy from you. You've heard that from a million different sales experts. I didn't make that up, right? So if that's the case, how are you going to do that? Now, luckily today, it's easier than ever. And especially for people who are not as extroverted as you and I, Melinda. <laughs> They're not... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shy? No. Right. But these introverted people have to do it too. So if you own a business, everybody in your company needs to have sales on their mind. Don't hire people who tell you they don't want to sell. You're too small for that. And even as you grow, let's make sure that we have everyone in the company understanding that they have a role in the sales process, right? So they can be out there too. Everyone can go network. It doesn't matter if you own a restaurant and it's the dishwasher, that dishwasher can go network. It doesn't matter if you're a manufacturer and the person who packs the boxes, that person can go network. And Melinda, we need them to find great places to network. For example, what are some places you go out and network? Oh, well, you know, the Nabo chapter here in my area is terrific. Also, the, the Chamber of Commerce is a good place to network. And then certainly just sometimes you just end up knowing other moms who own businesses at your kid's school. You know I mean? There's all kinds of places where you meet people. I think that you always have to be prepared for a meeting, which means, you know, you need to look like the person they're supposed to talk to no matter where you go. I don't get on an airplane looking a mess. I never know right, never. beside me. And I almost, almost always have cards or at least one of my books with me in my purse. So those are things that I do to network, Alice. So give me one more because we got to go to break. Yeah. Well, I think you can look for, of course, any professional organization that has to do with what your company does. There's the human resource societies and there's, you know, the accounting associations and there, there's an association for everything and they're in the city where you live. So certainly take advantage of that, but then just look for other things that maybe you wouldn't normally do. But think about groups like Rotary, for example, what a great place to go meet a lot of other business owners. So be open, go to meetup.com, search on the internet. Your chamber probably has a list of tons of other organizations where you can go network. So be open to it and be looking for places where you can go out and meet people. Well, Alice, I really appreciate your advice. That was really, really helpful. So listen, you guys know here on Small Biz Chat, our mission is to end small business failure. And you know, if you don't understand sales, you're not going to be in business long. So what do I need to do first before I hire a salesperson, right? Because the issue is not necessarily that you need a salesperson. You need to figure out if you're ready to hire a salesperson, right? Oh, yes. You absolutely have to be ready. And I think that's the biggest mistake that's made with hiring. The first thing you have to do is write out a clear job description for the salesperson. What exactly is it you want them to do? The problem is that if you've never hired a salesperson before, you may not know the answer to that question. So you might need to get some help, but you can look around on the internet for other jobs, job descriptions that are similar to the one you're going to hire for and get some ideas that way. There's also people who can help you that are human resource people helping you write a job description. So what 
is this person going to do? Second, you need to think about what kind of person do you want? Is this a go, 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 you know, really fast kind of person? Or is this sort of a person who needs to take their time and take it easy and be a little calmer? What kind of personality style should they have? And how will that integrate with your culture? So you really need to think about that as well. And then thirdly, you need some success factors. How will you know if this person is doing a good job or not with the first month, the second month, the third month, the sixth month, what are the metrics you're going to put in place to let you know if they're doing that? So there's three things, basically a great job description. What kind of person do you want and how they're going to fit in your culture? And then the third one is what are the success factors and how are you going to measure them? That's good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Now, listen, so now that I know all that stuff, how do I go about recruiting this person? Where do I go? So, This is a, oh gosh, a tough one. What happens is usually people put out an ad and they put it, you know, on the internet. We don't have newspapers anymore. It used to be the newspaper, but we put it out on the internet and we get resumes and we filter through those resumes and we pick a few people who fit and then we interview them and we hire one. And this is what I call hiring the best of the worst. So we don't really get a good salesperson that way. And then we throw them into the job. And then what happens? They don't do very well, even if we give them the great training and the great coaching and all of that, which many companies actually don't give. But even if we do that, sometimes these people won't make it because they're not a good fit. So the best way is to ask the people who work with you already, who already know your culture, they know your products, they know you. Ask them, who do they know that would be a great salesperson for your company? And maybe those people are gainfully employed. So let's say something like, oh, you know who would be great? Heather, but she works for so-and-so. She'll never leave. Fantastic. That's the one I want. And I'm going to go try to get her. So get people to make suggestions to you of people who they think would be fantastic. Even if those people are gainfully employed, you can start to approach them, get to know them and see if they would just consider having a conversation with you to learn about your opportunity. And you'd be surprised. Occasionally you can get them to switch, but I'll tell you, this is not easy. And if you can afford it, and and I think everybody really can afford it because it's a lot less expensive to get the right help. Hire a specialist, hire somebody who is a specialist in hiring salespeople to help you. I can't agree with you more. And I've done that. And it has worked out beautifully in my company. Now, Alice, here's my last question for you. What kind of compensation should you be prepared to pay? I mean, are there people out here still working for commission only? Like what, what is it that you need to be thinking about? Because I think our part of our issue is we don't know how to pay a salesperson either. This is a difficult answer because it really does depend on the situation. Retail is different than business to consumer and then business to business is different. And if it's business to business complex sale, it's different. So you really have to get a baseline, figure out in the community where you want to hire the salesperson. It might be your own community, or if you have a sales force, that's going to be all over the country for that city what are, you know, you've got a job description, you've got your metrics for a salesperson of the type that you want. What would a baseline pay be? Now you can go on the internet and get some of this information. You can do a wage survey, but you're going to want to find out what others who do the same type of job are being paid. That's number one. And of course, then you're going to have to decide whether you can afford that or not. 
But if you are a new company and maybe there's a new territory, it's going to be more difficult because no smart salesperson is going to leave a great territory where they're making great money and come over to your company where it's a brand new territory and they don't know whether they're going to make any money or not. So you might have to pay a little bit more upfront to get those people to come on over and, you know, sweeten up the deal a little bit, give them some other benefits. So it really depends on what you pay them. But I will tell you this, do not hire a salesperson who works solely for you on straight commission. It is not a good idea. Now, if there's a person who's set up in business for themselves and they sell for several different companies and they have success and you've talked to the other companies they work for and they have success, or there's some sort of manufacturer's rep or distributor that has success, that's fine. And some of them will work on straight commission. But if they're working only for you, it doesn't work. I don't even have time to explain why now. You're all welcome to contact me and I'll tell you, do not go out and look for a straight commission salesperson to work solo for you. Don't do it. Well, I think that that is a good last word. We're going to leave it right there. And thank you so much, Alice. This was so helpful. Listen, you guys, I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for joining me on Small Biz Chat. We will be back next week, next Wednesday. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.